let's get this with myself, Tony Martin. <laughs>
The driver has major injuries, but due to the quick rescue response, the man will live. Peacefully 
in the freezer in the shop. I mean, we already started something here. They're very different uh, foods. Yeah. And, and the Monaco bar is great for your people with sensitive teeth, as we've absolutely run right. out. Yeah. Is that what this is about? You think it's the, you know, this is an apartheid going on in there and there's not room for Mexibon and Monaco? I think so. It's like how uh, Paddle Pop eventually wore down the billabong mm. and now you hardly ever see a billabong. But, you know, the cornetto and the drumstick, they can coexist. Yes. So why not? Very different ice creams, right? Really? Yeah, yeah. No, what, what it, the thing about the cornetto is that it doesn't have the, the, as much chocolate inside its little cone. Mm-hmm. Its flavors have always been a little bit more conservative, if you will. Mm-hmm. Less willing to take a risk on, say, a, a peppermint swirl uh, or a cappuccino flavor. Less willing, less willing, how about this, Richard? Less willing to put a... The inside of a peppermint arrow inside it. Yeah, well, have goo down the bottom. Yeah, Marco Doria is urging everyone to go to. <laughs> well, there's no www. It's just after the two forward slashes and type this in. Bring back Monaco bars. Dot e board e b o r e d dot com. Now this is a petition to bring back Brilliant. the original Monaco. People are really passionate about this. Mm. Just, just think, wouldn't you love to re-enter that corner shop mm. and see that? Shiny golden black wrapping mm. glinting at you from the bridge. Yeah, looking at you. That's the site to go to. Robot Hall of Fame. Don't forget, bring back the Monaco bar. Big ideas. Talking about corner shops, they, shop, they used to sell chilled methylated spirits at my uh, corner shop. <laughs> really? Yep. Icy cold cans of heroin? <laughs> something for everybody? Delicious. What about, uh, haven't you got something for us? I'm sure you were sizzling something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk breakfast? Let's talk breakfast. ALP Big Breakfast, it says here. It says that people are paying upwards of $250 to go to an ALP breakfast. And hang with who? Arch Beavers? Get hang with the bees. Beavers for breakfast, anybody? All hat and teeth, old beats, and any of the old moustache brigade from Western Australia. Is Gillard hanging out there? Yeah, Gillard's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's busted. Just want to get Gillard's campaign. How's that going? Yeah. yeah well, uh, is she serving uh, frosty uh, uh, steins of mead? Possibly at the ALP breakfast? Yes. Uh, that's uh, really got to turn into a theme, I think. An amazing campaign. Isn't that what Triple M used to give away in the 14th century? I think old cans of mead. So listen to this. So it's $250 to go to that one. And it's an absolute rip-off if you have a look at the menu. It's just sort of, you know, prawns and such. Richard went to the Liberal Party breakfast for $8.50. Mm-hmm. And he got damper, curly fries, a Don Bradman Memorial Cup trumpets, <laughs> and a chance to give the Prime Minister a genital sponge bath. I have been incredibly generous, and I thank him very warmly. On stage. <laughs> Does Michael Rhodes sound like a real name to you, Ian? No. He's the one who's right again. Look at this. I've been driving past those massive and often tastefully graffiti billboards oh. in Brisbane. Send some photos. My previous image of Richard Marlin was that of a fat, balding Greek fleet with a few less teeth. I was a triple threat. <laughs> I was quite surprised to find out he does, in fact, look, quote, quite normal. No, no, no. Put his hands in his pockets. He's closer. The ones that look quite normal are the ones you have to worry about. I don't want to go. He could probably use a little sun, sleep, and sex. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. Okay, in that order? Yeah. <laughs> All right, send in the free sex for our panel operator. You know the website. You know the address. It's quite strange. Who have we had? We've had Sean Aston mm-hmm. as a lookalike in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Let's just use him. Such a team of two fans. You're just pushing your own barrel on that one. Ewan McGregor. 
Yeah. You and McGregor, another one that you came up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can't really... I mean, Jason Robards is the only one I can think of. Jason Robards? amusing, but I can't... Well, I have to stretch for that. All right. Nicky has declared Jason Robards to be the end of this thing, but <laughs> I agree. More in a moment. I'll get this. Here, and get this, is Triple M. That's where you're listening to, with your ears around the nation. Thanks to the Nissan Navara, huge boy power. We know. Mm-hmm. We know, Tony. Don't have to tell us about every day. Rugged good looks. Oh, sorry, he's having an argument with himself again about the Navara. <laughs> the voice is in my head. <laughs> but what about the snorkel? What about the beverage holders? Yeah. See, that's the thing. There's yeah. so many features. Mm. More features than Richard Martin has lookalikes. Yeah, the lookalikes are coming in. Get a gallery going, Rich. And, you know, people are saying... You know, when is Rich going to be promoted to name above the title status? It's starting to happen. So Richard Marsland presents Get This with Tony Martin and Nick Sure, it's pretty much that on the website. There's okay. a lot of photos of Rich, and he's mm-hmm. getting all, oh, I'm looking a bit fat in that yeah, one, actually. Can we airbrush a few years <laughs> off me on that one? Can we get rid of some of the balcony? <laughs> Make it more of a... We'll get there. We will get back to you in a moment, Rich. Don't worry. We have the technology, though. Hang on. Cecilia on the phone is saying, look, Eliza, coming in. John Ritter? Yeah. Late John Ritter. Yeah, good morning. Skin deep? Yeah, and Noel just says you look like Russell Crowe's nicer younger brother. <laughs> Russell Crowe's nicer younger brother. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We might ask for you Russell Crowe later. We'll get to all that. We'll get to that. What about big news? What have we got? Well, since we're talking Hollywood actors, yes, let's talk Orlando Bloom. Oh, yeah. As you no, hang on, on, hang on, hang on. As we play a new game, Orlando Bloom or dot, dot, dot. Now, unfortunately for you, Tony, uh, the theme song for this segment is you singing Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Oh, how did it go? I'll get you started. Yeah. Yeah. Small town boy. Uh, in the style of Ed Kelly? No, no. In the get stuck down, Murray! Keep going. Don't stop. Something about tomorrow. Oh, this is hopeless. Don't stop believing. It's the wise No. no. <laughs> Just a city girl. Just a city girl. Born and raised in South Detroit. Born and raised in South Detroit. Just repeating everything you're saying. This is your name. This is radio. Why do you understand it? That's poor, Tony. Poor. <laughs> we're in the segment now. So <laughs> we're we going to have to wallow in it. The way this works is uh, we play a sound effect, and mm. uh, Tony and Richard have to guess whether it is Orlando Bloom or. Here's the first sound effect. Mm. Okay. Oh. Is that Orlando Bloom? Very rich. Is it Orlando or is it Orlando Bloom or a plate of fish in milk? <laughs> I'm going fish and milk. Incorrect. What? That's when he played a boxer. Alright. When somebody like tearing a plaster off your arm, mm. interrupted by Blimpy the lactose intolerant cat, as far as I can see. Yeah, you need a different sound. Fluffing <laughs> right. sound. This is not going to be Okay, okay. Rich, you ready? We're in a song at the moment, aren't we? Hey, you know, Rich. Yes. Play the sound. <laughs> Punching a bucket of oatmeal. <laughs> it sounds to me, sounds to me like a man with a box of killer bees punching a bag of oatmeal. Incorrect. Elizabeth down there. Final sound effect, Richard. The China can stop you. One flop. Do all I ask. Find me some flops. That's good. All right, you ready? Yeah. Tony, where you go, Rich? 
okay? Is that or, somebody step on a duck? Is that Orlando Bloom or jelly being poured on a baby pig? Surely that jelly being poured on a presumably silent and mute baby pig. <laughs> Incorrect. Richard's audition for For this, Tony, oh, you'll, you'll be happy to know is, yeah. is you singing the Jive Bunny Mega Mix. Me singing the Jive Bunny yeah. Mega Mix. Uh, that's one, two, one, two, one, 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 two. Flowers, flowers, nothing. Can we have a snow? Like, we have a song for this, Richard? <laughs> no, we've got the man. And then we are going to try and pull this show back together. I love you, chicken, until I get home. Around the nation on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. Tony Martin, Richard Martin pushing buttons. Ed Cavalli, you might know him from standing up the back in a false moustache frame on Thank God You're Here. Goes out tonight. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Who's on that? Bryce is coming up in the next hour. You'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Ed can't remember. He's a busy man. Uh, And I should just mention, it's Fifi Box on tonight. I think she is. Well, the one in there, she's right. Yeah, Beats has been accused of uh, some kind of scam. This is insanity, this story. Yeah, because it's a commercial on the TV for Rio underwear, and she's attracting criticism for using a body double. But isn't that the joke of the ad? That's the joke. Because no, she's pretending and not telling you in the ad and saying, oh, look, you know, like the false ass that Richard Marsden often wears in our website photograph. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I get outraged when I see people's photographs from their holiday at the beach. Mm. And apparently they're a, a massive muscle man. And then I find out later on they've just walked behind one of those things and stuck their head on top of the picture of the muscle oh, man. That and is, that is right. false advertising. Sometimes it turns out they're not actually a pirate. Or, or in Lederhosen in Germany. I'm sick of this. And often in CBS, you know, you see a cartoon into a transformer. Going by the car, it doesn't actually happen. Unbelievable. So we add Fifi Box to that roster of shame. Good on you, Fifi. We love Fifi's work. We're in uh, Sydney. Best breakfast show there is is the old Caban. Fantastic. But, uh, you know, let's prove our own credentials musically here. We're on the end. We are. Premier Rock Network. Uh, let's see if we can lay down some new sounds mm-hmm. live on the show. Richard, I want to hear some guitar that has just a vague, almost subliminal hint of Stairway to Heaven. Can you do something like that? Yeah, let me fire up the axe. Keep you in the dark, you know they all pretend. Keep you in the dark, and so it all begins. on Triple M, where next Tuesday, just been pointed out to me, we're celebrating a very special anniversary. I think you get to 50 and you think about uh, what you've done and what you still want to do in life. No, it's not. No, it's not our 50th. It's it's 300 shows. Yeah, we don't want to make too much of a fuss. Because traditionally you make a bit of a fuss for 100, yep, and then 500. Yeah, right. Yeah. Are we going to be foregoing our usual suits that we wear every day to dress casually on that day? <laughs> yeah, let's go 
<laughs> Should we wear suits? Or what should we do? I reckon dinner suits. Let's go to full formal wear. Should we do that? What kind of tracksuit pant goes with a dinner suit? <laughs> The radio, any colour. Yeah, I'm wearing. Oh, sorry, I'm in a dinner suit right now. Oh, yeah. my cravat keeps hitting the mic. All right, we'll try and do something. Oh, my neck keeps getting in the way. But every day, this special medical. We've still got. Okay, I was going to say, if you choose from April, there's still lawsuits. August, too. That's going to be a oh, yeah. minefield of lawsuits. But let's not talk about that now. Let's climb a certain mountain. <laughs> It's still coming in for Richard Marlin. Brian reckons he looks like Robert Palmer. <laughs> I don't mind that. That's a beauty. Craig <laughs> says he looks like a young Mark Hamill. Luke yeah. Skywalker. Not bad. Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. So free car okay. crash, Mark Hamill? Yeah, yeah. Okay. PC. You want a car? One yourself. Just go to the website. Yeah, how many photos are there of Richard now there? Plenty. Just, you've got to go exploring. Mm-hmm. And still. Look at that. Look at the balcony. <laughs> and the balcony's hanging over the panel a little bit today, Rich. Or is that jumper? <laughs> nice jumper. I'm it. Jumper. A lot of calls. Jumper. John Ritter. People still saying he looks like John Ritter. Hey, maybe you could have played. Uh, the fake John Ritter in the telly movie of Behind the Scenes on Three's Company that went out, I think, on Channel 7 or one of the networks, Midday. Right. You've got to keep an eye on that Midday movie. It's looking yeah. good, actually. John Ritter would be perfect if he was still alive. I think I've mentioned yeah, it sure. for, the, uh, for the Bill Hicks movie. Or the John Ritter story. <laughs> You're quite right about Bill Hicks. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very true. Uh, I liked her this week on the Midday movie. Cecilia pointed out they were running that Australian movie where Dennis Hopper Place Frank Sinatra? Oh, I get nothing to the day. How weird is that? And he sort of does, I think he's miming to real Sinatra songs. Yeah, There's that brilliant Ollie David field as Bob Hawke. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that was a good bit of fun. It would be good if, if Dennis Hopper had, had to do the Sinatra songs himself. Then you get creepy edge to, I got you under my skin, man. <laughs> Spite of a warning voice that comes in the night, repeats in my ear, man. Pretty creepy song when you do it. <laughs> but don't you know, little fool, you can't win. Don't look at me when you Use your mentality, man. <laughs> Under my skin. It's a very creepy song <laughs> when you did it, hopper it up. Yeah. I'm just panning because I'm coming into the crawl space now. Okay, grab me. I'm worried that we're not going to have enough gear for this because either Biggin, that's right, one of our listeners wants us to do accidental public nudity. Now, oh, please. I've never been involved in any myself, although I did appear on Thank God You're Here in a rather ill-advised superhero costume. <laughs> That's as close as I've got. Inevitably, accidental public nudity? No, not from me. But, however, the street that I've just moved into yeah. uh, is known for its, uh, there's, 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 you know, uh, how do you clean this up, really? Ladies of the night. Thank you very much. Trawling the streets outside your window. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen of the night trolling the streets. Something for everybody. The other day I was on my bike riding to work. Yeah. 8 o'clock in the morning, mind you, or something around that time. Close to 9. Uh, and as I rode past, uh, there were some, some two people engaged in an act in the front seat of a car. Really? And I saw them, and they saw me. Yeah. And what the bloke did to try and cover it up, <laughs> he just put his hand up to his phone. <laughs> just taking a call, mate. <laughs> you know what it looks like? 
she's looking for something she lost under the pedals, and I'm just going, I've got business calls to make, but uh, nothing, nothing bad going on here. So, this is a great piece of advice, and if you're doing anything dodgy, just pretend you're on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, look, I'd love to stay and uh, yeah. get busted, but I've really got to take this. It's <laughs> also a Christmas party or something. Absolutely. <laughs> so, there's one. Now, another quick one I want to mention. My next yeah. right mate, John, mm-hmm. good friend of mine, we went uh, to the TAB on the weekend. That's a joy factory. Uh, anyway, we were in there, and as, as we walked out, I said, John, the uh, the art of your jeans has been worn away, and you're now sporting chaps down the street. <laughs> and he said, oh, that's... No, it's all right. Um, uh, when I'm sitting down, and mostly I'm facing people from the front. <laughs> Guy, we've got to get him back in yeah. here. He needs his own segment. So that's what I'm going for. So much art hanging out. <laughs> Britney Spears type cheek hanging out below. Unbelievable. Bit of undersheet. Mr. Marlin, accidental public nudity. Okay, we had some relatives staying over with us from the United States, and they were staying over during a heat wave. It was very hot, we had no air conditioning, so then I had the phone ring. I went up to get the phone, I was naked. I said, Hello, is anyone home? Hello? Hello? Can someone open the phone? No one was home. It was about one o'clock in the afternoon, I was doing shift work. So I waited for my son, but I walked down the hallway naked to pick up the phone. And I walked in, and halfway through the phone call, I turned around, and there's my uncle from the United States, uh-huh. who I should have mentioned at the start of the story was deaf. <laughs> so he couldn't hear the phone, he couldn't hear me yelling down the hallway. I've walked on in, been busted, yes, completely naked. Gave him a little hamburger, <laughs> and off you went. Not giving yourself the horn there, Rick. Oh, sure. Yeah, you want to see photographs of that? The gallery page, I think, on our website has it. Should we see how you go with this? You're really a part of no, me, man. No. Ding, ding, man. Stop it. You do. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's creepy. Bend down. All right. Here's the number to call with your story of accidental public nudity. No horn, Rich? Horns for everybody in the city. <laughs> Everyone's going to want a bit of that action. One triple three five three. This on Triple M. We're up to Back Mountain. We're looking for examples of accidental public nudity. <laughs> And just to show you how seriously we take this show, I've written down a conversation I heard on beer between Ed and Richard. Richard, horns for all these stories, you reckon? Ed, horns for his nose, stiffy, if it's wang. Richard, I don't want to burn the stiffy side. You see how seriously we take the wacky sound effects in here? It's a very fine science. Could I say very quickly before we made the call, Nikki and I had a conversation up there about when we have both decided the funniest thing in the world is some C&B work <laughs> on someone's head in a billboard, especially if they're smiling. Okay. <laughs> what about if C&B has some fluid coming from? <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Probably not for Brilliant. our billboards. No, Brilliant. Suggest Wouldn't that suggest that for us? Quickly go and C&B all our billboards <laughs> right now. they will be so happy with us in Brisbane. <laughs> Let's meet the callers who have been accidentally nude. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm very well. Yourself? Excellent. What happened, sir? Well, this is going back several years. We were uh, driving around one of Sydney's uh, local beaches <laughs> um, doing brown eyes out the window, as, as you do when sure. you're in your early 20s at university. Mm-hmm. And one of the gentlemen in the back seat, unfortunately, got his ass caught between the top of the window and the bottom of the roof when the driver put the power windows up. <laughs> Fantastic. Was this uh, what the uh, roadside authorities called? <laughs> well, it was... We, the reason why the windows didn't get put down was because uh, everybody in the, in, the, in the front was laughing too much to find the button. <laughs> yeah, job for the jaws of life, I think. And how long was he left hanging? 
Oh, it was a good minute or so. What we're up, um, nailing the car up and down, uh, I will say, Cronulla's beaches. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, and, uh, hello to everyone. You another ride. Uh, <laughs> well, certainly, uh, you know, there is a downside to public nudity. Michael, are you still there? I am indeed. Do you think CNB uh, on the heads of those on billboards, especially if they're smiling, is hilarious? Um, I'll be responsible here and say no. Okay, thank you. Wow. We'll, we'll take a poll. Alright, we'll take a poll to listeners. Thank you, Michael. Line for the brown eyes at high speed. Drawing <laughs> the line at CNB on a billboard. Who's next? Richard, how are you? Very good, guys. How you doing? Excellent, mate. What happened? Mate, I was up in um, at Wet and Wild Water Park, you know, the big um, joint up in Queensland. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, decided we're going to sit down and have a bit of a bite to eat, and it's right at the bottom of one of the big water slides. There's a big splash pool next mm-hmm. to sort of the decking with the chairs and everything. Yeah. We're sitting there having a bit of a drink, and um, this other rather buxom young lady decided she'd go head first down the water slide. Yes. I thought, oh, this is going to go badly. <laughs> anyway, she jumped on, she's come flying down to the bottom, she stood up, and there was just a standing ovation from about ten blokes. <laughs> and... She's looked around and can't understand what the problem is. Um, and I think somebody, one of the attendants is like, I think he might have been like a lifeguard or something, yeah. has kind of tapped her on the shoulder and said, your bikini's just under the water there. Oh. Is now the bottom of that water slide? Oh, I think it is, mate. I don't know. You did a couple of Warwick Cappers footballs, I think. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Richard, just quickly, C and B on the heads of those on billboards, yes or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> one vote for yes, one for no. Okay. Don't forget to go to Wet and Wild, and, you know, fair enough. It's a brilliant place. It's Wet and Wild. It's not just wet. No, no. People like it wild. Who's next? Hi, John. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, thanks, brother. What happened? Uh, actually, that was for my part, but I got sacked in front of a grandstand of the motor GP one here by the uh, mate. Yes. And was this uh, up on the big screen by any chance? Uh, not that I saw, not that I've seen much. John, were you facing the grandstand at the time? I had back to the grandstand, fortunately, but there were still a number of people in front that uh, got the sneakers. Yes, the cyclist would have lost concentration, I'm sure. All right, John, to the real topic. Uh, C&B on the heads of those on a billboard, yes or no? Mandatory. Absolutely. Mandatory. Absolutely right. <laughs> All right. Who else is accidentally new? Hello, Pete. How are you? Good, thanks, boys. How's yourself? Excellent. What happened, sir? Uh, yeah, one morning there was a, a car accident out the front of my house, so I got up and pulled the old PJs on and ran downstairs and was having a bit of a look and getting some weird looks from everyone that was looking at the car crash and looked down and had the morning glory sticking out of the slit of the PJs. <laughs> It's just alleviating the carnage. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I, it looked like I was excited about the car crash. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yes or no? 
you can get a bit more creative than a C and B. I think on your billboard, maybe turning the whole head into a C and B, not just putting it on the head. <laughs> well, <laughs> a challenge for our Queensland listeners. Sorry about this, Queensland Triple M. I know they're not going to be very happy with us, but technically. It is promotion. It is. <laughs> what a fabulous selection of accidental nudists. We'll have to do this again. And hello to everyone. Yeah. Up against the glass in a hotel. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Mr. Biggin, for suggesting the idea. We'll be joined in the next hour by, I think this bloke's been nude a few times, in the aid of sketch comedy, Tom Gleiser. Completely out of control. Screaming, punching, kicking. <laughs> and seepage. We love a bit of that. Thank God you're here. That'll be on tonight. It's Wednesday, 7.30, Channel 10. Here's the judge, Tom Glide. Who's on tonight? Another stellar lineup. We've got uh, Merrick Watts at number the plate. Yeah. Uh, Bob Franklin, one of our favorites. Oh, yeah, one of your favorites in here. Yeah. So laid back. He's just one notch off a coma now, Bob. <laughs> We've had him in here for a year. Still not startled him. No, no. We've got to lower our sites, I think. Well, I think well, well, next time he's in, let's try and get him to talk. Yeah, then we'll try and get him to uh, <laughs> get that out of it. Our box also joins us. 
see, you're talking about an eight and a half million dollar film there, mm. Welcome mm. to Wolf Wall Street. Yeah. This is a film made by a bunch of blokes who are touring the outfit with a stand up comedy tour. And when they've got some spare time, they're making a film. And uh, mm. how would you describe the footage we saw? Okay, well, it, was, it, was bizarre. it was like, you, you know, that videotape in the ring? Mm. Where yeah. it's just, <laughs> it was like that. One bizarre image after the other. Warwick Kappa as a marionette for some reason. That's when they lost me. They lost me Warwick the marionette. Bill Hunt just yelling into people's faces like it's some David Lynch deal. Well, if you want to chase as yet unreleased but wonderful Australian films, years ago we were making Russell quote up in um, uh, all those adventures up in Alice yeah. Springs, and we went to this kind of outback station, and there were these huts there that were just like the single front, you know, they were the film huts. They didn't find them. We go, right. what's going on there? Oh, that's for Troy Dan's feature film. Troy Dan? Troy Dan. What do you mean about production? He was kind of, uh, he inspired, I, I'm hoping, the uh, G-string work of uh, Glenn oh, Roberts. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, there was actually sets built, so mm. presumably, yes. there's a script and yeah. Yeah. Well, she presumably not. Um, anyway, a film was sort of semi-under production. Oh, I love it when a film never gets finished. That's mm. one of my favourites. An Australian comedian uh, made a film a few years ago, which has never been released. Mm. And uh, this comedian liked to drink. Mm. And so on the first day of shooting, they're doing <laughs> the field <laughs> The lawyers are hovering. Mm. But the first scene that they were shooting was at five in the morning and he had to skull a whole uh, pint of beer. Right. And someone's gone, we'll give you the old Benny Hill comedy beer glass okay. where you're not, you know, it looks like you're sculling it. And he goes, no, no, mate, this film's got to be authentic. So he sculled the beer and then they've gone, yeah, here in the gate, we need to do another take. Seven days later, away you go. Rest of the day shooting called off. Again, <laughs> filming never completed. Motion picture never released. Australian actors are very intrepid like that. Once sorry to harp on all yeah. the adventures, but this was, this happened in far north Queensland. We had to do a scene where uh, uh, Glenn and Russell were sitting in a little dinghy, and he was fishing with a couple of old mates, and always with Russell the Duke, was he going to admit these people called They locals, and, and during his little piece of camera, one of them was going to stand and take a fairly obvious leak over the side <laughs> of the moment. So we had this fantastic, we want a bottle of mineral water sort of standing by them, just, just from the angle, if you just hold this in front of you, the Benny Hill Eagle, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll look like, yeah, ah, don't need that, mate, take one, bang, straight out, not a problem. <laughs> Wow. Take two, bang, not a problem. Take three, keep going. More in the tank, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, about take six, I think we had to bring them out, thanks for an But for most of it, that's it, that's dedication. That's dedication. Who needs some double? Don't forget the Russell Coit DVD is complete with water sports available now. Find <laughs> video retailers. More in a moment, I'll get this. Nothing left to lose. Tom Glyther is with us on Get This Here at Triple M. Thank God your hair goes out. 7.30 tonight on Channel 10. And just while we're plugging things, I think today is the official release date of the Barjart and Olden Days DVD at last. How many Easter eggs have we got in there, Tony? 17. <laughs> Always striving for quantity. <laughs> At Late Show Productions. Uh, Tom, you've been on a publicity tour, have you not? I have. We do this with Thank God You're Here uh, most seasons, so sort of midway through. Uh, we'd like to get around the country yeah. instead of just staying at home. So I've been visiting all the capital cities pretty much, which is great. They're so enormously grateful to see people. Have you been to Perth? We go to Perth with this show? No, the show's going to Perth. Podcast, oh, okay. Well, Perth is, is the ultimate. They honestly, I think they'll occasionally get a, a housemate from Big Brother. That's all that big stuff there. They'll make a telephone around that appearance. <laughs> uh, so really, when you step off the plane in Perth, you are so welcome. I know, I know it sounds kind of a bit like we're full of ourselves, but seriously, I went to Tasmania to promote something, and they're going, oh, we haven't had anyone since Grant Dodwell. And <laughs> 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 he's still here. Um, <laughs> Tassie's weird, though. Tassie never quite, even when, I remember with the panel, it was like, is the panel 
gone in, in, in Tasmania and go, yeah, but we're about three weeks behind. I <laughs> know, <laughs> yeah. how can it be three weeks behind? And also, they don't have Channel 10, we just have a hybrid of mm-hmm. you know, channels. In fact, I think the panel and Burke's backyard are one show. Exactly. They're exactly. in a garden somehow. They've, they've morphed them, but it's yeah, so one road-testing Labrador on the desk. That could work. That could work. You're welcome. You know, as you always do when you do yeah. it, look at how long have we got. It's just one break or the two. Well, you're here for the week. Away we go. I go, no, actually, I don't know what they can do that. The other, the other beauty is sometimes when you can't get to places, you would have done a tiny with that egg, you sit in a one radio studio and yes. you're given a list of people that you're right. talking to. So you might be talking to the, the wacky zoo in, you know, sure. in WA or whatever. And I cannot do a breakfast shift anywhere where there's not a last-minute amendment. So, for example, I've got on my list here that I'm, so I'm talking uh, to the guys and get this, and I'll go, okay, and of course that's uh, Tony, Ed, and Richard. And then I'll always be, oh, actually, um, don't mention Richard. What? <laughs> what? It's always the third person. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Often the girl. <laughs> <laughs> don't mention Susie. Why? I should be just on his list today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had to take all the billboards down. We can't go into it. <laughs> it's always in the air. It's always in the hands of the lawyers. Well, she's no longer. She, she was doing traffic, but now she's just doing, she's not there. Don't mention it. That's an old change. Always, always, it's a hot thing. <laughs> it's a volatile there. <laughs> if you do any of those shows where there's one in Queensland somewhere where they want you to do an hour, but they'll say all the songs we're going to play in the hour are going to be your favourite oh, songs. Yeah, yeah. And then, so I did the show and I go, right, so do I send you a list of my favourite songs? And he goes, no, 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 we'll choose them for you. Yeah. And I'm going, but how will I know what my songs are? And he goes, I'll just um, weave it seamlessly into the conversation. So you'll be talking about something and he'll go, yeah, well, it sounds like a great project, mate. Did you have much help? <laughs> what do you mean, help? Help? Well, it's one of your favourite songs. Here it is. And then you have to clean up that mess. You have to take responsibility yeah. for having chosen a particularly bad 80s. Oh, but you think they're going, help, that's going to be the Beatles. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And then they're going, okay, yes, uh, we're not thank God you're here. Yeah, you weren't too shy. And so I'm Hang on, you're not going to play Panther Goo Goo. I'm not going to say that's one of my five favourite songs. And of course they did. Look, we're going to talk about hobbies today. I don't think we've got up on the Get This Hobby Horse. I didn't know we had one. Yeah. You do. You've been building one in the back. Yeah, and I'm out the back uh, doing some woodwork. Mm-hmm. Well, stuff. All right. You want to settle up with us, Tom? I'd be delighted. That's been next. They just don't get it. Around the nation on Triple M. Tom Gleiser is with us. Thank God you're here. Is on Channel 10 tonight. But let's get up on the Get This Hobby Horse. I don't even know what it is. Nice, Rich. What is it, Ed? Oh, no, Our guest looks confused. I'm, I'm baffled. Okay, this is why we're doing this, because I was uh, talking to someone the other day, and she said that her grandfather had a hobby of restoring cars. And I said, oh, great. A lot of old, you know, older gentlemen, the guy living ne- who lives next door to me, mm-hmm. does up MGs. Yeah, nothing know, unusual about that. Classic cars. Mm-hmm. Except he likes to do mid-80s Honda Civics. Oh, it's very specific. Uh, <laughs> market, yeah. sure restored to pristine mid-80s. <laughs> he loves it. Mm-hmm. You know, the formatic. He loves the Honda formatic. He says they're back, return to their former glory. Cloth seating, boohoo, baby. So, uh, yeah, so I thought that's quite an interesting hobby. So, I thought we'd play get this hobby. Nick Kershaw Casingle, poised oh, on the side. Absolutely right, ready to go. You know, in his condition. All right, do you have any unusual hobbies there, Kevily? Uh, no. no, I mean, I pretty much, it's pretty much table tennis and hospital okay. around my house. I'm shooting, playing myself, and, uh, uh, I'll be doing all life. All work related, too, I should put out. And your YouTube. My favorite thing is at the moment is uh, watching one animal attack another animal on YouTube. Always good. Because the thing. Always good. Tom, do you have or know of anyone with an unusual hobby? Have you into Warhammer? 
Um, well, I put them all back. I just mould them all back together, and I've actually got boxes sitting around. I just like the smell of all the wax sitting together. Oh, right. So you're making new candles from all. Yeah, just went on like your wax strips off the side. I just break it off away from the table and just shove it in a box. Yeah, I don't think there's anything unusual about uh, that. Yeah, but can you use the um, the wax you wax your legs with? Can that be turned into candles? <laughs> oh, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, you're working on that now, aren't you? Yeah. Does your house look like a Stevie Nicks album cover? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, yeah. That's not that unusual. Beautiful. Who's got a weirder one? Good day, Adrian. Hello. Good. How are you? Good, mate. This one's actually a neighbour, an old bloke that I had that I used to live next door to. Yeah. And um, I got caught over at his place because we used to go over and just try and be nice to the old boy because yeah. he used to have loud parties. Yeah. And as he was, he, he took it out of the back shed to show us his... He got uh, toy trains. Oh, yes. And he actually had it like the old Malcolm movie. Yeah. The letterbox used to come up to the house. Oh. On a train. And he also had, because he converted his shed because it was a house where... He used to drive down the back, and the garage was at the back. Right. But but he, he also had one coming out of the garage. He used to go to the window still, and his wife could put a beer in it, and then it'd come back down to him in the chair. Oh, better than Malcolm. That's kind of nice. That's genius. It's either trains or an amphetamines factory. And we'll give it either way. Maybe you can combine the two. Deliver the amphetamines by a tiny model train. Well, that's pretty good. I always, you know, that is a great scene in Malcolm, but when you sit in there going, what happens when it rains? Yeah. You know, people love it when you say things like that out loud in the cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going next? Hi, Sean. Hey, mate, how you doing? Excellent, how are you? I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good. Good, mate, what do you collect? Mate, I collect uh, Converse (laughs) All-Stars. Converse All-Stars. Have you got the Tiger Print one, Sean? No, I do have zebra print ones, though. Ooh. I had to get the zebra print ones from the state. Last count, I've got um, 65 or 66 pairs, I think. And, and what's your most prized uh, pair there, Sean? Oh, most prized pair would probably have to be a pair that came from the state, a black pair with red Celtic flames up the side of them. All the hot rod ones that have got the hot rod flames from the toe, they're pretty cool as well. Do you ever wear any of them? Yeah, I wear most of them. I obviously can't wear them all that often, but I wear most of them. There's a few that, that are complete collectors that stay in the box and don't come out, but yeah, most of them get worn. When it comes to sports, footwear is the only time men have a real interest in shoes, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah very much. If you, said, oh, if you were a girl and you said, oh, i got 60 pairs of shoes, you go, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thanks for Melda, Nick. It's really underfunded. Mm. Yeah, Melda is what I cop most of the time. <laughs> I'm the you're, you're a Melda Marcos or you've got more, che- more shoes than your girlfriend. Yeah. And Tom, what was the equivalent from our era of that shoe? Is it the Barter Bullet or the Barter Scout? I think you're talking the Dunlop Volley. Oh, with the Dunlop What's the one that had the compass? Oh, yeah, the Barter Scout had a compass and a real paw print, so in case you got yeah. lost in the playground, oh. your parents would assume you'd been eaten by a wild animal. And didn't a blade slide out for removing things from a horse's hoof? That's the one. It's a complicated oh. shoe. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Sean. Who's next? Hello, Nicola. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. Excellent. you collect something? Yes, I collect random playing cards. <laughs> I see so you'll find a playing card in the street and then just add it to your collection. Yeah. How many are you up to? Two? Three? No, no. I, I see them all over the world. I travel for work. Right. So I've probably got about 40 or 50. And is it so that you'll eventually be able to have a whole pack of cards? Wouldn't that be great? No, no, I just put them like in a photo album. I think, oh, that's what I got in India, or that's where I found this, and it's really great. Is there, is there one that's more common than the others, Nicola? Are there, is there any uh, card that you find more often? 
Oh, you know, just the plain uh, blue ones or the black ones with, like, the diamond shapes on the back? They, they're pretty popular, yeah. They're often left by serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> they're a perfect blue, so you might be interrupting some kind of murder spree there. So be careful. It's right. a great photo album. Yes. Yeah. when we went to India. Yes. Yeah. Six days. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Who's got another hobby for us? Yeah. Hi, mate. How are you? Excellent, sir. What's your hobby? My hobby is, um, you know the old Sega games, the old Sega systems, Master yeah. Systems, Mega Drives and all that? Yeah. yeah, I've got just about every game for, for all those consoles, and I've just started on Nintendo as well. <laughs> Do you have, oh, so you say you've started on Super Nintendo, have you? Yeah, only just. In the last six, twelve months. Have you got uh, Super International Cricket? Oh, that's a tough one. No, I don't actually. Not yet. A wonderful, uh, from the beam range of Australian-made video games. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Mega Drive was great. Do you have Road Rash 3? Road Rash. Yeah. I've got all the Road Rashes. Okay. Yeah, yeah got, got all the NBA jams. Ooh. Wonder yeah. Boy. Bubble Bubble. Bubble yeah. Just about all the games for Sega. Is there any, you know, what's the jewel in the crown that you haven't obtained? Um... Honestly, yeah. yeah, I've just about got them all for Sega. Okay. Do you have James Pond? James Pond? Mm. Never heard of it. Ah, I gotcha. There was, James, there was James Pond and James Pond 2, which was a, a spy game with a fish dressed up in a tuxedo. We might leave now and have a chat room. I yeah, no worries. <laughs> well, that's great. Be on the forum, bro. Hello to any women listening. Who is going last? Hi, Pete. How are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Uh, good. Thank you, sir. What's uh, your hobby? Uh, I play a game called Sacred Underground. Constant, solid, 24 hours a day, every single day of the week. We're getting divorced over it. <laughs> what, uh, and what, uh, what is it? Uh, it's a role-playing game on internet. No, I'm not role playing in the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, bugger it ever since you put on the way. Oh, what? Pardon the language, sorry. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. That's an interesting hobby. Yeah, yeah. interesting hobby. Uh, I used to have a better hobby. Yeah. But then I got married. Okay, right. there you go. Uh, well, well like like underground, maybe the marriage wasn't such a good idea. No, no, I think he's found the, the perfect match for you, Pete, which is... That other fella, he had a good idea, trains on speed, they might bloody arrive on time. Yeah, there you <laughs> go, he's brought it home. He's got more good ideas than Rocky even realised. Good on you, Pete. Thank you to everyone. We got up on the hobby horse today. Thank you. Tom, do you want to stick around for more? I'd be delighted to do I'm sure you're wondering, you know, what Richard Marsden's sitting on. He's been a bit quiet in this hour. Let's hear him sing next on Get This. Just Android Paul would love hearing Get This on Triple M. Tom Gleiser is with us. I know you're a Bob Dylan fan, Tom, man. Are you going along to see him live? You're never sure with Dylan because he either does great shows or it's just an embarrassment. He shuffles out and he's back to the audience. And he's often mystifying. You can't understand what he's on about. And this was illustrated by our own friend here, Mr. Richard Marsland. did a sketch last week on the show which we can't put on the podcast. For music copyright reasons, so I want to play it. But just for comedy reasons. No, he doesn't want us to play it. Come on, Richard. No. Well, um, I mean, the thing is about Dylan is that I mean, the lyrics, uh, if you look at them in the, in the wrong way, could be nonsensical. Yep. Yes. I mean, and there's lots of metaphors and stuff mixed in. Sure. Also, a lot of people when they tune into this show for the first time often fail to understand exactly what we are talking about. What if the two met? <laughs> what a wonderful melting pot that would be. <laughs> Hit that button. But the game. The voice of an entire generation is back. He's been a musical icon for five decades. Get this. Proudly present Bob Dylan. Get this. Explain to us. One. 